Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, a daily news podcast for business professionals on the go who want to hear the latest headlines. I'm Alice Summers and this morning we've got the latest on national running out of time, counting the costs of Cyclone Gabriel six months on, and which party-led government could be more positive for New Zealand's equity market. First up, good news for political nerds out there, less so for not-so-enthused ones. Politics is really going to be the flavour of the news for the next few weeks, and in the latest column by Business Desk's managing editor Patrick Smalley, decisive win is slipping from National's grasp. It's just three weeks until early voting starts for the general election on Monday, October the 2nd, and it means the next three weeks are the most crucial of the campaign, because if the 2020 election is a guide, at least two-thirds of those who choose to vote will have done so well before polling day on October the 14th. Pat calls it an unscientific reckon, but based on the grumpy mood of the nation, the pre-polling day turnout may be even higher than the record 68% early vote in 2020. He says an election in which the two traditional parties of government are barely able to rustle up a combined 66% support, as shown in Business Desk's poll tracker, suggests an electric that has the pip with politics. As the polls stand, National will form the next government, in part because Labour has ruled out working with New Zealand First, which appears increasingly likely to flop over the 5% threshold. And Pat says if New Zealand's First's rise is at the expense of support for ACT, which it does appear to be, the National faces the prospect of having to form a three-way governing arrangement. But is National running out of time? Pat says the party may form the next government, but it looks likely to be messy, as Pat goes on to say in the rest of his column, which can be read on businessdesk.co.nz. Next, Cyclone Gabriel tore through the North Island in February, the cyclone devastating businesses, bringing down critical infrastructure and claiming lives. More than six months on, Riley Kennedy travelled to the region to see how the clean-up with billions of dollars was getting on. He talks to me now about what he saw. I think one of the, the starkest things is that I found while spending some time in the Hawke's Bay was that while, yes, pockets of the Hawke's Bay have been destroyed, you go for a drive down the Esk Valley, and there's still orchards that are two or three metres deep in silt, but then you sort of get to the end of the road and turn right and head back in towards the city and you wouldn't know that anything has happened. You go for a walk around the main centre of town, people, while everyone has a story about the cyclone, majority of the people have got on with life again. While the pockets are still battling with, they, they don't know what they're going to do. And that's one of the biggest problems that the tourism sector is having at the moment in the Hawke's Bay because night after night and they have shots on the six o'clock news of what they describe as cyclone porn, which slash going down the rivers and the silt and the slips. But actually, majority of the region has got on with life and they want to try and encourage tourists back. But it's really hard when the majority of the coverage is centred around the cyclone recovery. And I think one of the other takeaways is there's a buzzword I, I heard a lot down there called progressive procurement, and if the recovery is done right, I mean, Treasury forecasts expect the rebuild to cost between $9 billion and $14 billion. A lot of that uh, 
the profit generated from the recovery through infrastructure rebuild can be done uh, if it's done properly the region and local businesses and local people can benefit from that rather than bringing in outside contractors from overseas and around the country and while people accept that that, that has to happen they don't have all the expertise uh, in the bay they there's things being put in place by Waka Kotahi to make sure that a lot of the benefit uh, from the fr- from the rebuild stays in the bay. That was Ryder Kennedy. Some of the things he observed while in the Hawke's Bay, reporting on the effects of Cyclone Gabriel. After a quick ad break, we'll take a look at which party-led government could potentially be more positive for New Zealand's equity market. Welcome back. Lastly, another story on the political front this morning, this time from me, looking at if New Zealand's equity market has had more positive capital gains in the first three months of a national-led government compared to a Labour-led one. According to a new equity report by wealth investment firm Forsyth Bar, since 1957, the New Zealand equity market has averaged a 1.5% capital return in the first three months following a national-led government being elected or re-elected. Meanwhile, an elected or re-elected Labour-led government in the same three-month period has recorded a 3.3% decline in capital return. However, Forsyth Bar investment strategist Zoe Wallace says there were signs that Labour had got the short end of the stick in terms of the economic cycles they were in power for. For example, like the 1987 crash, the end of the dot-com bubble, and the very start of the global financial crisis. Agriculture, energy, construction and housing – the sectors that have the most differing policies between major parties. The Forsyth Bar will be keeping a close eye on the additional policy announcements coming out from parties as the countdown to election begins, as well as what comes out from the polls. Wallace told Business Desk that National and Labour tended to be more centrist in their policies, while the minority parties showed more diverse differences in policy opinion. However, a lot of potential policies on the table will depend on what happens through the coalition agreements depending if New Zealand has a Labour-led or National-led government after the election. That brings us to the end of this morning's edition of Business Desk Today. As always, all the stories mentioned in today's podcast can be read in full on businessdesk.co.nz. See you tomorrow.